show about, for, and with everything that's Indio, California. And now, without further ado, your host for In Indio, Rick Wise. My name is Rick Wise. Welcome to the official first episode of In Indio. This is a podcast. I call it a radio show because I'm old and I don't really understand this whole podcast thing. Luckily, my daughter, Christy, and her husband, Jeremy, do know this stuff. They've set me up. I now have a recorder, a couple of microphones, and thanks to them, I own the website, www.nindio.com. They submitted a sample of the radio show to iTunes for acceptance. I was accepted. I guess that's a thing. You can find any and all of the episodes on the website, nindio.com, or iTunes, if you know how to do that. In Indio also has a Facebook. Go to Facebook and become our friend. One thing they didn't answer when I asked was how much does it cost and how do I go about getting a hashtag? I know that's a big thing now. They just laughed at me. So I'm not sure if you can hashtag in Indio or not. And also I'm not sure if you do, what happens? Maybe someone can enlighten me. Oh, wait a minute. Never mind. I don't really care as long as it doesn't cost me any money. So what is this show? For years, I've enjoyed reading the local newspaper. Wherever I go, I buy a copy of the morning paper. This has been a great way to understand what's going on locally. Some cities have better papers than others. However, the daily newspaper is dying. People are getting their news online. The papers that are left concentrate more on national stories than local. That's because the local papers have had to cut back on local reporters. Some say that's progress. But that means we, the people, are missing out on what's going on right here next door. There's a void. So I'm hoping that In Indio can help fill that void. I have several different segments planned. One thing I'd like to do is to get to know all of our neighbors better. When we moved here, I noticed that we have a lot of very interesting people right here in the neighborhood with fascinating careers or hobbies. So we're going to have a segment called, Won't You Be My Neighbor? Different people would come on the show and share their lives with us. Another segment I'm calling is, What Is This? We've seen new uh, stores and restaurants opening up right here in the Coachella Valley. But the name of the place doesn't really give us a clue on what it is they do or what do they sell. I'll visit these places and clear up the mystery for us. A sure way to start a fight is to ask two folks, what's the best Mexican restaurant in the area? Now, don't ask them what their favorite is. Ask them what's the best. Two people, two different answers. And then the fight, okay, maybe not a fight, but definitely a discussion will begin. To help us all discover new restaurants and get other people's opinions on the restaurants, we're going to have a restaurant review by the locals called, Is It Any Good? We'll have um, neighborhood and local announcements on every episode. We have a lot of guests, 
and a great episode one. Let's get started. And now it's time to meet one of your neighbors. Hey, neighbor. Won't you be my neighbor? So join us today in the studio is Sam Griffith, uh, NCAA baseball umpire. Welcome, Sam. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate this. So what street do you live on here? So I live on Campana Avenue okay. in the Four Seasons Terralog. Okay. And how long have you lived here? So we moved in February 15th. So almost a year. Almost a year. Okay, great. And you live here with your beautiful wife, Deb. I do. Thank you so much. We, uh, yeah, we're very happy here. We, we absolutely love it all over the place. And so this is our final move, we hope. And uh, yeah, it's been great. Okay. So let's start. How did you get interested in baseball? Well, I played baseball as a kid, uh, just like everybody else. I truly loved the game. I loved the strategy of it. Were you any good? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was. I was. Yeah, I was pretty good. Okay. And uh, so then out of all my, both, I have two sons. Both of them played baseball. I managed and coached them for a number of years. And then uh, finally, my, uh, my oldest, God bless him, said, you know, Dad, it's about time somebody else coached me. So, <laughs> and so, okay, that's fine. Yeah. And uh, so that's how I got into umpiring. Did youth baseball okay. and was the uh, chief umpire for District 68, which is over on the coast uh, in Orange County. And uh, we had a little, well, a little over 9,000 kids playing baseball in there. Okay. And I was the chief umpire for all of that. And then that evolved into, I was asked to go to European, Middle East, and Africa division of Little League International in uh, Kutno, Poland, a little village, hour and a half, something like that, away from Wausau, and uh, started doing that. And then that evolved into becoming the chief umpire for the tournaments over there. The winner of those tournaments then goes on to a World Series. The majors, for example, 11 and 12-year-olds go to Williamsport, which most people are familiar with, the Little League World Series. But then they also have the other divisions, the intermediate, the junior, the senior, and back then the big league. And so I was involved in all of that for uh, for many years and literally have traveled all over the world and called ball for people from all over the world, from Korea to Japan to Australia to Africa to Uganda, uh, South Africa, and then all of uh, most all of Europe and Eastern Europe, too. So I think people realize baseball is big in the United States and Japan and Korea, but Europe, is it a big thing in Europe? It is getting, it is getting bigger. The um, Western Europe is obviously, is obviously pretty well funded and it's played. Um, soccer is still huge. Right, and right. basketball, for example, in Eastern Europe is absolutely huge, but baseball is growing and continues to grow. Eastern European teams and the Belarusians, the Lithuanians, the uh, Ukrainians, etc. It's it's tough for them because they they're under still under their sports program is still under the auspices of the way the Russians used to do it back in the day. So all the sports are government funded, and the biggest problem Eastern Europe, all the Eastern European countries baseball programs have had, is that when the Olympics dropped baseball, the funding went away for national sports. Now that uh, Japan is hosting the Olympics next, as you know, baseball's back in. So all of a sudden funding has come back to baseball in, in uh, Eastern Europe. So it is, it's started to rebound in a big way and uh, it's kids playing ball. You know, it's, it's, it's awesome, I absolutely love it. Okay, and I do know that um, 
maybe once a year or so, you end up in Alaska or I do, the I, Northwest? I do go up to Alaska every year, have been going up for, I think, 17 years, maybe 18, something like that. And I do clinics all throughout Southeast Alaska. So Ketchikan, Juneau, Wrangell, Petersburg, Sitka, Haynes, Craig, Wrangell, places like that. So I go up and and uh, it's I go up in late March, early April every year, and it's uh, it's pretty diverse, as you know. The weather up there can be uh, dicey, and uh, all of Southeast Alaska is is islands, and so I uh, either fly I fly up obviously by jet, and then sometimes jet between some of those little villages. But more often than that, it's uh, on a float plane or a ferry or twice now. I think I've been loaded onto a, a fishing boat to get to the next village because there's no other way to get there. Interesting. Okay. It's beautiful up there, too. It's spectacular. The people are great. Yeah. Besides all this stuff with the kids, I do know that um, I went to a Palm Springs baseball game last summer and you were the umpire there. Yeah, the Palm Springs Power. The Palm Springs Power is during the summer. And it is all Division One players from literally all over the country, from two or three kids from uh, the U, uh, Miami, and then other places on the East Coast, Midwest, and now, and of course, uh, the South Texas and Arizona, etc. And then uh, the West Coast, there's actually two, three kids from Japan on it. So it's all D1 players. They're for the most part uh, junior and seniors, you know, Division One college, and they're looking for a look for MLB to get into the system. So they come out and refine or work on their game here. The, the Palm Spring Power coaches are incredibly well-skilled at teaching the games to these kids. And uh, so they can evolve and, and go where the game takes them. And so it's uh, a lot of fun. As you know, the Palm Springs Power Stadium is where the Angels used to play back when they had spring training here. Um, that's why I first called my first Angel game was in, was, really? was okay. in that uh, stadium way back when. Um, and it's it's fabulous. It's it's um, very reminiscent of a, a single A baseball game in that they have all sorts of gimmicks and and, and action going on. Uh, the uh, for example, they put two little kids in in pedal go karts with their dads pushing them opposite ways around the infield, and the first one to the plate wins. I think some sort of prize for a fast food restaurant or or something like that. Um, and There's they, something about beer. So the the yeah the hysterical one the first time I heard it well, I thought it was really funny and I, it amuses me every time. So, general the Palm Spring Power last year played, I want to say thirty eight games total, thirty five of which were here. They didn't they don't do away games because all these other teams from out Southern California at the same D one levels want to come to Palm Springs. First of all, it's a way to get out of the the other side of the hill. The weather is way better over here than the summer the summer gloom, the June gloom over there. And um, it's uh, just a lot of fun. There's misters in the stands and there's, you know, a few thousand people at some of the games and it really is a hoot. So the generally what happens is the third or fourth batter in the lineup for the other team is as he walks up to the plate, Billy D, whatever the name is, this is Billy D and he is the beer batter. And if Billy D strikes out between now and the seventh inning, beers dropped to two dollars and so the first time the kid comes up and and you know billy d's the the beer batter and the kid turns and looks at me and goes what the hell my mom's here this is not right (laughs) 
Well, obviously they do it because the third or fourth batter, he's a pretty darn good batter. That's why he's third or fourth in the lineup. So the odds of them giving away free or $2 beer is pretty slim. But anyway, that's, that is the, uh, the beer batter. The, um, it was really fun. A number of games, uh, you and, and Q and other uh, neighbors from around here and within the development came to the games. And, uh, it was fun having you all in the stands. And, uh, when the, you know, both teams are lined up and they're introduced and the coaches are introduced, et cetera. And then last but not least, of course, is the umpires. And, and you, my name was, was mentioned and you all gave this huge cheer. The head it was coach, louder cheer than any of the players. Right? It was uh, the coaches and the head coach for the power turns and looks at me and goes, what the hell is that? The umpires got more getting bigger uh, reception than any of us. That's not right, Sammy. What's going on here? So anyway, it's pretty think cool. People should uh, realize that even though it may be 105 degrees outside, it's a great experience. Like you said, there's misters there, so you you don't get hot. The misters and uh, just the whole atmosphere of watching these kids. Maybe someday they'll be a big star. Absolutely, there are. I believe I can't remember the total number, but I believe there's 13 kids that at one point or another played in, within the power system and are now in the MLB in some, in some level or another. So yeah, it's really, it's really, really good baseball and they're really skilled and uh, they are scouted and they have to submit tapes of their games and, and batting and pitching and all those kinds of things. It is very high level. The games are always at night, um, more often than not 7 p.m. So the sun is set obviously in Palm Springs behind the mountain. So it does cool off a little bit. It is. It's a hoot. I also did a number of the California Summer League, uh, which are basically at the same time as the Power Games, except that they're in. It's a doubleheader every day, at eight thirty and eleven, and those are all D two, D three kids looking to get upgraded to a higher level school. So you've been umpiring for a long time. I have more than twenty five years. So, are there any major league baseball players that came through the system that you know or? I do. I, a ton of them. Yeah. Okay. Especially coming from Orange County, which is baseball nirvana. Uh, it's huge. Uh, the high school programs over there are very, very strong. And they, a lot of the colleges recruit out of there. And obviously, the M- go to MLB. There are offhand five or six kids that I know or call ball um, that were taken by MLB right out of high school. That's more than that. It's probably... 12 or 13 now I think about it because five of those are are now in the in the show so yeah it's been it's been cool it's uh it's a fun game I absolutely love it I said I love the strategy of it there's the great thing about baseball is even for the the really not totally into it fan it seems to me that there's always something that happens on a field with it part of the game that you go what the heck was that you know there's always something unique that that goes on you know, some of my, my fondest memories, uh, Belarus, which is, you know, it's a, it's a country with the fifth worst dictator in the world. And baseball, of course, is, is perceived as an American sport, even though it's now more global. And those kids, uh, the Belarusian kids, just go through such pain and angst and agony because they're playing baseball. They're playing an American sport. It's very hard. It's very underfunded versus other sports in, in Belarus. And um, anyway, so I'm doing a game, um, Belarus versus somebody or other, and coach with an interpreter had come out. So there was a little delay in starting the game, but the kids are the kids are warming up. They're they're on defense first. They're warming up. 
we're finally good to go. And um, I noticed that the pitcher has one of these ball in his hand. It's it's pretty black. It's just it's just probably a bazillion years old. I have him toss it to the coach, and I throw a baseball. I take a baseball in my bag and throw it to him, the pitcher. And he catches it and turns, and I see him with his back to me. He opens his glove, and he raises his hand telling me, stop, basically, or hold on, timeout. And he calls every single player on the field in to see the first brand-new baseball they have ever seen. I was wow. kind of, it was kind of one of those moments where you just go, oh, we take it all for so for granted, you know? And uh, that was, so it's moments like that or um, the first time Uganda – came it was a battle to have more shoes they didn't want to wear shoes they didn't want to wear cleats they, they wanted to do it barefoot and you know it's a one it's a safety factor and plus it's a rule you got to have shoes. you got to wear shoes right. and uh so that was uh that was a bit of a battle so all sorts of things like that it's uh it's pretty amazing stuff wow that's great yeah so besides baseball is there anything else you want your neighbors to know about you or um or do you want to keep it a secret <laughs> I don't know about a secret. We're, uh, as said, as you mentioned, been married to Deborah Ray since uh, since I was born. Basically, this is why I've, I'm not that old. It's just I've been married since birth. Uh, with the gray hair, we, uh, in fact, on Friday, we it'll be the 46th anniversary of our first date. Oh. <laughs> Who keeps track of that? I do. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we, um, I play golf with uh, three of the neighbors here on the street, and we, uh, none of us are very good. Well, I'm not very good. I'm, I'll let them speak for themselves. Okay. Uh, but we, uh, we play every Thursday, and uh, we just have a great time doing it. It's, it's, it's really enjoyable. And uh, take care of the yard and fixing the house. As you know, when you move in a house, there's all sorts of, projects and opportunities to get stuff done um but yeah no we're really happy here we uh we absolutely no regrets it. moving in no no it was uh it was a great move for us our home in uh mission Viejo was two-story and we just got tired of going up and down the stairs is one um the traffic over there is just insane as we all know and uh i, I literally was going from on my car you know it's a it's uh 15 years old now, 14 years old. I've only got 80,000 miles on it because all it went from was my house to the airport and back. Yeah. So it didn't really go anywhere. And uh, uh, John Wayne has become a problem. And it's so far easier to fly out of, in and out of Palm Springs for different events. And uh, so, yeah, we love it. No regrets at all. We just have it. And our neighbors are, well, as you know, you're, it's terrific around here. It's, uh, it's probably, I don't know about the most diverse street in California or the U.S., but it's incredibly diverse from every, almost every ethnicity and gay and lesbian and single and divorced and, and widowed and all those kinds of things. It's, it's really terrific. We love it. Okay. Well, thank you, Sam, for being our first neighbor on our show. It's uh, Sam and Deb Griffith on Campana. Appreciate you dropping in. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thanks. So that's our show. I hope you enjoyed this first episode. If you have any ideas for future shows or you just want to comment on any of the guests or anything we said today, please email me. It's rick at nindio.com. Catch us on Facebook, iTunes, or the internet at nindio.com. Until next time, see you in Indio. This has been a Wise Words production. 
Yu Jung, producer, and I'm Gary Bushkin, your announcer. Wise out. <laughs>